This is the Servers Radio Network. Hey, after so many episodes, I'm sure you know me, but this is Rocky DeStefano, and I want to welcome you to a server's journey. Hey, and I'm Larry, and you don't know me, but I'm right here with <laughs> everyone, Rocky. Everyone knows Larry. Everybody, no, no. On a server's journey with Rocky DeStefano, we're certainly glad to be with you. Yeah, and as always, guys, we're not changing our premise. Everybody leads. It's important how you do it. We think the correct way is to be a servant leader, and um, that's why we come here every Wednesday and share this stuff with you well now again you've said that this is a three-part yeah we're into the third part and this is the first time ever for our podcast that we've had the same guest on for three weeks and and they're part of your crew that's right yeah so i'm very fond of these three we have zach davis marina and melinda and they are three of the eight people in charge of our hiring process at our two restaurants well let's get back into it all right, so we're back for round three with... Holy uh, macro, round three? Yeah, and I feel like we could keep going, but I don't want to take up too much of these guys, you know, their time, their well, yeah, valuable we, time. Th- no, this is some of the best shows you've ever done. Yeah, I, I agree, and mostly because of you guys. So we're going to reintroduce Zach Davis, Marina, I, I always mess your name up, Krotke. Krotke, exactly. And I'm not even going to try yours, Melinda. McAteer. Yeah, I always want to destroy your name, McAteer. So we're going to talk, because this, I think, is, you know, we've talked a whole bunch about our process, what are we looking for, questions we ask, all those kind of things, and I think those have been great. Now, now I want to talk about maybe the most important thing, because um, everybody will tell you there's articles written every week about the war, they're calling it the war on talent. So um, there's a 75,000 truck driver gap they can't find 75,000 truck drivers they need and it's in that it's that way in almost every industry people are struggling to find and keep talent and we seem to be doing a pretty good job now there's issues because we just you know multiplied and and, and have and had a uh, you know open a second store but one thing i know is that talent isn't something to be thrown away quickly so now, we've got a team member. We've hired them. They've been working for maybe a month. We thought they were a fit. Something about them was attractive, but it's not working. Maybe their sass, which we loved, is now pushiness. Maybe their driven is coming across more as um, pride than anything else. Maybe um, their uh, humbleness is almost too meek to where they can't even you know talk to a customer so so we're here now with these people the easiest thing is to just let them go but it's maybe the un, you know the most unwise so what do we do with these people that we think we were right about and we're and it's just not working so so share with me some things uh well rocky you know we definitely want to give grace. Uh, we want to be fair and make sure that um, we understand the situation before we talk to them. We want to, um, you know, maybe one bad day. You know, it was just it was just right. that day. Maybe they were, you know, something happened at home. Um, but if it becomes a reoccurring issue uh, with, you know, maybe having a bad attitude or 
um, you know, they've had a couple incidents with customers and the customers weren't satisfied. You know, we definitely want to address that, um, not only for their sake, but obviously for our store's sake, we want to, um, you know, be giving the best customer service that we can. And um, if we feel as though they're not up to par with what our expectations are, uh, I think the hardest part is having to, you know, pull them, in, pull them aside, um, sit down with them one-on-one and just ask them, um, you know, what's going on? You know, how do you feel like you're doing? Right. Um, is there anything that we can be doing to help you? But if they are completely just unaware maybe of how they're doing and they think that they're doing great, um, well, we have to kind of break it down for them and tell them, you know, this is what we're seeing and um, we need you to do better. We need we need you to do better, basically. And, um, you know, sometimes they are aware and they'll recognize that, yeah, I'm not really trying right now. I'm not, uh, my head's not in this and maybe this wasn't the right job for me. And, you know, it's a little easier that way to maybe let them go, even if even though we might not want to, like we right, were saying earlier, sure. you know, we love them as a person, but the fit um, for this job is not right. Um, but we, we definitely don't like to um, have to be put in those situations. Uh, and, you know, we hopefully can, um, in some situations, turn that around. Maybe we can help them and, uh, you know, give them grace, like we said, and, you know, they could do a whole, you know, 360 and, you know, the next day have a great attitude sure. and, you know, right. realize they really do want this job. So. Okay. That's great. How about you guys? I think the question that comes to mind is coaching going to be effective or is coaching going to be ineffective? So if coaching is going to be effective, this is, this is the, this is the opportunity that we'd like to have. The opportunity we'd like to have is this person would love to learn. This person wants to be here, and they're they're open to feedback. If we can do that route, that's the route we want to take. And and most times it works. Usually, you know, we we, we do a pretty good job at finding great people. Most of the time, it works. Most of the time, it, it only takes two or three conversations at the beginning to start off on a really good path and say, "Look, you're a great guy. You're a great, you know, you're great at what you do. There's a couple things that we can change." And we always try to encourage. Right. I think encouragement is huge in what we do. You know, we want to we want to make sure that we're treating this person with honor, dignity, and respect, but also encouraging that behavior and and also the the people that they really you know are they're great people. Most times, sometimes we find ourselves in a situation where it's not being effective, where coaching is not effective any longer. Right, or they're not open to it any longer. Or yeah. right, or they're not open to it any longer. So what do we do in that type of situation? Well, I think that we try to coach usually. You know, we try to within the first two weeks of somebody being there, we'll try to coach as much as we can. We realize that's pretty that's a pretty open period to be able to introduce coaching. If it's not being effective after two weeks, we have to really ask ourselves, is this is this helping us and helping the other person? And, and if we answer no to both of those a hundred percent, we have to we have to end our relationship, you know. Now you guys build in to the training process because normally what you do, what, what what we'll do is we'll have somebody who's being trained by somebody else and they're kind of responsible for them for that shift and then at the end of that shift what do those trainers do that kind of cue you guys to some of these issues well we have Trello and that's a resource that we use but really if you go back really all it is is kind of giving feedback yeah. and we're we're all about feedback and consistent feedback man this is what you're doing awesome this is what you can do better with what that allows us to do is to communicate with the next person that's training and to communicate to the trainee to the person that's going to be our new employee 
So if we can do that effectively, we've done a pretty good job at, at nipping some stuff in the bud there. Um, we also have a really awesome relationship with our trainers. Um, we have some we have some pretty outstanding trainers. I, I you know I would debate and say that maybe some of the best in the chain. Um, they're very knowledgeable, very driven, very people smart, and and most times really humble too. Um, and so we kind of team with our trainers too. We try to get that feedback. Man, how's this person doing? How are they doing? And most times they'll say, well, he's doing great at this. This is what he can improve on. Um, and most times we're able to kind of coach people through if they're not, you know, sometimes when the fit is 100%, if we're putting a circle into a square uh, peg, sometimes we just got to, we got to end it that way and, you know, and just say, look, we think you're awesome. And that's, that, that is never fun. You know, believe me, that is never fun. Yeah. It is, it's probably one of the most painful things that we have to re- do is because we recognize, okay, we, we didn't pick up something here. Um, not only are they hurting, but we're hurting too. Uh, and those situations, you know, we don't love them, but sometimes we have to embrace the, the reality of the situation. Right. It's not going to get any better at this point. We've done what we can. Right. And, you know, yeah. How about you, Melinda? Yeah. So um, on the issue of dealing with tough situations after the hire has already occurred, a couple thoughts come to mind. And one is, um, you know, I want to identify up front whether this is a hardcore character issue that is not going to be resolved by sitting down and having a conversation if if we're talking about integrity or honesty um that's a game breaker right um and just you know identifying that from maybe some rough edges or maybe some things that someone's not aware of how they're coming off um maybe nobody has has cared enough in the past to say hey you know you're coming across like this and you know, are are you open to that kind of feedback? So that that's one thought that comes to mind. The second thought that comes to mind is, you know, when I'm when I'm approaching someone that's already become part of their team, uh, part of our team, um, I want to I want to recognize that in every single person is greatness, and what what our question is 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 that greatness compatible with our team and apparently if we've hired them we we've identified a level of greatness that we feel like is going to be compatible with our team but we're also asking is that greatness going to be accessible to us and if there's a character issue that is hindering that greatness from shining um, then we gotta we gotta take care of that before we move forward Um, and really it's in their best interest when we um, sit down and have that conversation with them. If it's not us, it's going to be somebody else in the future. Um, and we, we really want to be part of that. And we want to be part of that process of them growing. Right. So I got a text from Melinda several weeks ago that kind of really made me feel good. And she made a comment because we talk a lot about, um, you know, we're trying to make stories better. And, and we're also trying to have our story be made better, too. There's that, you know, yin and yang there. If we're making stories better, sometimes we have to be honest. And so we call it, you know, do I have the, you know, would you be okay if I was kind instead of nice? And so what we're talking about there is nice is I care about what you think of me and I care that you like me. So I'll lie to you a little bit in order to get you to like me. And that's the easiest thing. It's easy for me to say, oh, yeah, you yell a little bit. No big deal. You know, but that's not kind. Kindness is, hey, this has got to be rooted out. And we'd rather have it happen at a high school job 
where the stakes are smaller than when you're working in your career or when you're in leadership with us and it becomes a bigger deal breaker. So, you know, she actually texted me and said, hey, I, I had a conversation. I asked if I was allowed to be kind. They said yes, and I had this conversation. And I'm sure it was a tough conversation for you, but it yielded good results. Yeah. So, okay, so very rarely do I teach. Normally I try to teach, um, you know, as we mentioned, um, you know, I try to teach Sean and those guys, and then it's kind of been uh, – you know, viral almost throughout the organization. But for me, and I use this all the time with leadership and all the time with team, I break it down into, and, you know, I have initials because I'm, I'm not the brightest, so I have to have, like, tools. And so here they are. Um, we go through ESRC. So I'll go through ESRC with a person. And, um, Linda, you kind of set it up perfect. But the first thing I'm going to do, which is kind of exactly what Marina said, she talked about, maybe the person doesn't know our expectations. Maybe we haven't been clear. So we're going to sit down and have a conversation about, hey, maybe we weren't really clear on this. Let's go over again what our expectations are. And we have a really good conversation, and it can be a very uplifting conversation of, you know, hey, this is our bad we missed it. Let us be really clear on this. And then we kind of watch. And normally, the problem fixes itself. Um, if it doesn't, then the next conversation is around skills. Okay, you know what we expect because we were really clear on that. Is it a training issue? So a lot of times when we're doing training with a buddy, you know, and we're writing the logs or using Trello, what we're doing is we're saying, is there a skill gap? And if there is, we're going to train them on that portion of the job. Okay, they knew that we told them they had to be a servant and they had to have second mile service. They didn't know what that was. So let's teach them again. Let's show them that skill. Again, that's kind of a us issue. And so we take care of that and normally it improves. If it doesn't, then the next thing is, is there a, a resource that person maybe is missing? We're asking them to do something that they can't do because they don't have the right resource. And a resource can be something like they're trying to do it, but they're overwhelmed because they need another person doing this for them. Or, you know, it could be a million different things. And we have to first look and see what did we forget here. Sometimes it's something as simple as they need, you know, a screwdriver. You know, it could be anything. So once we get to that point, normally for like 80% of the team, it, it fixes itself and that person goes on to have a decent career or a great career with us during that chapter. Sometimes it's that last piece, it's a character issue. And so as Melinda, as you said, if we realize character up front, that's a big miss on our part. And that's it is a non-negotiable. So if we know that they know this is wrong and they're doing it, the kindest thing to do is to end the situation right then. But if we think that it's not, maybe it's expectations or skills or resources, we'll work with those first. Um, and I think all of us, if we're being honest, we can think of a person who we thought we'd have to lose but has actually become a pretty huge part of the team 
once they got one of those pieces. In fact, we just recently hired a team member, and we were very unsure if she was going to fit. And we kind of knew it was a risk going in. But what I've seen with the team is they've worked really hard to try to make it work. And I think what, what one of the things is she knew our expectations, but nobody had ever been kind to her and shared with her, hey, do you know you come off this way? And so maybe we were the first people to do that, and we've seen some growth there. So, you know, we always try to work with the person rather than just cast them to the curb. Mm. And what I loved about it is you guys all hit on different elements of that without necessarily saying E-S-R-C. I have to do that because, again, I'm just not as bright as some of you guys. So, Okay, so um, you guys have anything else you want to share on this topic? There's silence. I know. Larry, I was thinking that which one do you think it was for you? Was it skills, resources, expectations, Larry? (laughs) After after day three, <laughs> what <laughs> we were saying, you know, because you you made a pretty dramatic uh, change from customer service into marketing, and I was wondering which one was it for you. Maybe maybe we weren't clear with our expectations, or you know what I think it was. You didn't have the skills to be brief with people. That's right. Yeah, you like to have long conversations. <laughs> well, I always thought I was engaging the the. The customer. That's right. You were, and you were, you know, you were being friends with them. You were becoming best friends. And I met a lot of people that way. That's right. You did. Yeah. Yeah. um, I think think that what's so awesome about what we get to do is that we get to to coach people not only in work but in life. You know, and there's scripture that, that says that, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but a wise man will love you if you, if you give him critique. And a fool will hate you for it. Yeah, you know, and 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 I think we've got a lot of wise people <laughs> working for us, and I think we've been able to make a huge impact. And I know that my life would not have been the same one hundred percent if I had not worked for Chick Fil A. Yeah, um, you know, people, and I don't think we've mentioned AJ a lot in this. You know, he's not the kind of person that likes to get credit anyways. But man, has he made a profound impact on all of us? Yep, absolutely. a profound impact. You know the way the way that we go about things, the way that we think about things, man. And it was that person that sat there and said, "Okay, I love that you're that you're being, you know, who you are and whatever. But this is what you got to be better about. You know, this is this is how I think. This, you know, and he's got he's got a great way. I don't know what it is about him. He's got a great way at at, at acknowledging what needs to be better and, and a very I don't know. He's, he's just good at it. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I love about what we get to do is we get to coach people in life too. This right. isn't just this isn't just a job, right? You and know? it's more than just chicken, which we talk about all the time. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. We teach about character and how to be a better person too. Yep. You know, you can't get that everywhere. You yeah, know? for sure. I think another piece of this that we haven't mentioned is um, that has really impressed me about Chick Fil A Claremont is just their faithfulness to do reviews, um, and that really is just part of the coaching process of sitting down with somebody one on one. Uh, every six months or so and saying hey you know self-evaluate where do you feel like you're at and then here's some practical feedback from people who care about you and you know this is this is what people are saying about you and let's let's see how we can we can take it to the next level for you personally right Mm -hmm. and how many times does somebody you know when you're having a conversation and you're like 
do you know how you're coming across? And when you share it with them, you could tell they never had any idea. Mm. And most people don't want to. I mean, some people are like, yeah, I'm a jerk. Most people do not want to come across mm. that way. Right. And they just don't realize they are, you know. Their intent is good, but it doesn't come off the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe one quick thing that we can mention here that I think is really pivotal, pivotal in what we do is top talent wants opportunity. And we've got a lot of opportunity, especially when we're splitting or, sorry, birthing. <laughs> birthing our store, there's a lot of opportunities there. And top talent loves opportunity. Right. Top talent wants to know that this job is not only going to benefit us, but it's also going to benefit them and their their careers going forward. Yeah. And we've got some really sharp people. Yeah. We've got people that have gone to UF, which, you know, to get into UF is, is I think it's kind of a feat. We've got people, I think one of our employees went to Duke. Yeah. Like, holy crap, Duke, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, so we've got some really sharp people. These people want to know that what they're doing, they're going to get some opportunities out of it. And I think that we've got a lot of opportunities there, not only in coaching life, but also at work skills and you know hiring. To imagine there, we've had 18, 19 year olds learning how to do interviews. Yep, yep. that's and, that's and insane. Not just learning, but doing interviews at a at a, a skill level that HR directors in Fortune five hundred companies don't get. Right. Or I mean, but you know, better trained. It, it, it's always surprised me because I think we do a better job than a lot of organizations. You know. Yeah. And, and I think what you said about um, great people want opportunities. I had a team member that's been with us probably two weeks the other day say, hey, I know you have this team. Do you think I can start being part of it? And I think it's great. The fact that they know we have teams and that they care and they see themselves as a fit in one of the areas. So. Marina, do you have anything to add? I know that everybody else, we keep taking all your thunder. <laughs> no, that's so. okay. Um, you know, something I just want to add would be, um, like we were talking about opportunities. Um, you know, most people I think that we hire um, are not maybe up front seeking opportunity, but once they kind of get into our system and see kind of what our store is about and kind of what we stand for in a way, um, we find those people that are looking for opportunity and looking for somebody to invest in them. Right. Um, but on another note too, um, for some people, this is just a stepping stone right. in life. You know, yep. they're um, looking for um, a part-time job to get through college. Um, you know, because we have Lake Sumter right up the road from us. Um, you know, so, and for some people, this is their career. You know, this is right. this is their life. Yep. And um, I think either way, um, even if they won't be with us the rest of their life. Um, you know, as long as we've made their story better, and I think as long as, you know, we know that we have done our, our absolute best to um, help them and serve them, you know, I think that we can all agree that we're satisfied in that and yeah, we're satisfied absolutely. in yeah. in knowing that we've we've done our part. Yeah, you know, my greatest joy is, you know, I get to live success off other people. So seeing AJ be mm. AJ now... And knowing what AJ was as a 15-year-old is is awesome. But when we have people, you know, Facebook me or text me or call me and say, hey, my favorite job ever, and they're in their 40s now. I have people that worked for me when they were 18 and now they're 45. My favorite job ever was Chick-fil-A. It, that is special because it's more than just me. It's 
Marina made it special, or Melinda, or Zach, or Chris, or AJ, or, you know, or hey, I learned this about myself, and I'm a better person because of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's a great honor to get to do what you guys do, and to be to be fair, I think you guys are probably the best team that we've ever had, um, but I know, and the great thing about it is you guys are probably training people now that will be even better because they're taking all the wisdom that I had, that Sean had, that Bryant, that Kyle, and now they're kind of merging it with your wisdom, and we're becoming a, a you know strong team. So, anyways, I know we're starting to hit up to the time. Larry's looking at me, um, not with anger, but uh, no, no. This is uh, I got just got to say that uh, like a lot of people that you've mentioned, uh, the best job ever. Uh, Chick Fil A was my second best job. Yeah, what, what was your first? Uh, producing a server's journey. <laughs> I love this. See, that Larry, that was a good. That was a good call. <laughs> it was a good save. Anyway, we want to thank Zach and Marina and Melinda for being part of not only the organization but part of the podcast. And we hope you guys have um, learned a lot from them. If you guys have any questions specifically for them, you know that you can always go to our website at uh, a and you can type in questions that you might have that, you know, maybe you're dealing with something at work or maybe you're unsure of how we got from step A to step B. But if you give us any uh, feedback, questions, we'll be happy to answer those for you. Rocky, it's fantastic that you brought your staff here to be on a service journey. And I hope they've that you've enjoyed three weeks in a row of hearing all this about hiring people. Yeah, and without a doubt, you know, I really want to thank uh, thank you, Zach, Melinda, and Marina for coming on. The reality is uh, an organization um, as big as ours that does as much volume and serves as many people as we do, it just can't be done uh, with one person. And so these three are uh, the main reason probably for our success. Guys, uh, I just want to thank you all for joining us and listening during this three-part series. When we first started recording, we didn't think it would be three parts, but I felt like there was a lot of good information, and we consistently get questions and requests to uh, talk more about hiring and hiring and how do you do it and and what's the process. So uh, we, we appreciate you guys listening to it. Guys, as always, we talk about the fact that we're on this journey and we really believe that it's how you lead while on that journey that matters so that's why every wednesday we share this show with you i'm rocky destefano i want to thank you for joining us again as together we become better leaders 